Blood fire. Let's go, man. Let's go. What's up? What's poppin' with you, bro? And nothing over here chilling. What's up with you? Shit, man. Ready to hop into this motherfucker. Episode what? Episode 43, I think. 43, yeah. Episode, Episode 43, 43 podcast, man. Let's get it, man. Had a crazy weekend uh last weekend, man. I had a little uh Shandell had a party for Price. <laughs> little grandson turning two. I dressed up as a motherfucking um action, uh some type of cartoon character he liked. <laughs> <It was acting laughs> a donkey at the party then it hurt myself. I was limping around and then I went to the Packer game after it. I'm limping around the motherfucking Packer game because I overexerted myself for kids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh who who was you that you that he that he messed with, like cartoon characters? It was uh, some dude named Catboy off PJ Mads, like Catboy or the Green. I know I was the Green <laughs> dude. His name Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember uh Chanel showing me their pictures of which one they was trying to get. And I was like, y'all so fools. <laughs> a two-year-old birthday party, y'all. Man, wow. I, said, man, I said, I hope he enjoyed it. Right. I hope he remember that shit. By the time he five, he going to be like, what party? <laughs> what party? Like, what? you got dressed up in what? You a fool for that. <laughs> right, why you do that? <laughs> that would have been my guess, but go ahead. Right. Man, that's cool, though, man. Sometimes, like, that you was able to do something like that, though, because most people – don't do it big for birthdays. Most people don't even celebrate birthdays like that no more. So the right. fact that he was able to have a birthday party like that, that's cool. Hopefully, yeah, like cool. you said, hopefully it's something that he can remember. But I'd like to welcome everybody to the Push Positive Podcast, episode 43. I'm your boy, Provot. To my phone, right? Showtime. We're going yep. to get into this real quick. Go ahead and pop it off. But uh, my weekend, man, I ain't, I ain't really do. I, um, I went to the cities on Saturdays and connected with a bunch of people from Racine. Uh, I found out that they do every year in Minneapolis, they do this thing called Racine in a Park. What? Everybody, everybody from Racine meet at that park and have like a barbecue and eat and, and kick it and, and, and chill out. So, is that many my, people from Racine up in, the, up in Minnesota? Yeah. Wow, that's so, crazy. So, and then I, you know, I took a picture with some people that I, I know from racing and the people, and I was finally able to re- reconnect with Bub. I saw Bub for the first time in years. So, for real? Yeah, man. So, it was it was a good time, man, uh, on uh, Saturday night. So, it was a good, we had a good time. So, that's a good look. So, where Bub at now? Where Bub at uh, now? He in Minneapolis. He in Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. And you know, it's like we've talked about this before how hard it is to connect and get more than two or three people together at the same time. For real. You know what I mean? Do the schedules, work schedules, kids' schedules, and everything everybody else got going on. The pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. And people masked up or non masked up, vaccinated. You know how that goes. So, right. I mean, it's definitely a good time to see everybody be able to get together because it's, it's, it's not, it don't happen too often. So, yeah, from what it sounds like, it ain't gonna be lasting. Actually, yeah, bet, <laughs> bro, it, it don't. But you know, what I'm saying I didn't want to start off on that. I just wanted, to, you know, what I'm saying touch base on how our weekend was. But uh, I kind of want to get into the black excellence, and you know, what I'm saying due to it being around that time, school getting ready to start back up. I just wanted yeah. to give a special shout out to all uh, any individual group, company, or organization out there that's doing back to school drive. Right. Uh, you are, you appreciate it. It's much needed in many communities across the nation. Uh, keep up the good work. That's one thing that consistently I see that people do every year around this time is a school drive to get kids school supplies, school clothes, and things like that, and donating that nature. So 
this is the big time of the year for, for donations and stuff like that for back to school drive. So uh, it's definitely a big shout out to everybody that's involved in making that happen. And, you know, they have them all over the place. So if you, right. if you need any kind of supplies, pay attention to your, your community and how you, um, the news or through the school or through any organization that you know through social media there's plenty of drives out there to where you can get free supplies and people to help out with those kind of things so make sure you're paying attention to those things take advantage of it man because it's out there the community know that it's needed you know and 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 the real the real deal of it all man is that a lot of us organizations are able to put those on we get funding based upon, you know, our, our ability to be able to, um, you know, service and provide for the community. So go out there and take advantage of them opportunities to make sure that they get it, the, the funding for it next year. Absolutely. And that's, and that's huge because in some of those organizations, if they, like you said, if they are grassroots like that, they can get that funding back. But for the ones that's raising the money themselves and doing it themselves, or there's other organizations that just put them on every year. Definitely big shout out to them and, if you don't have to pay for it and you're in need, 1,000% take advantage of that situation and, and get what you need from, from these organizations or these individuals. Yes, sir. So for sure. I, I kind of want to get in and see, um, talk about, you know what I'm saying, since we're in, in a climate to right now to where everybody's just big on cancellation and canceling people in that cancel climate, I want to get your thoughts on um, doing something like creating like a, a, a council culture instead of you know saying replacing the cancel culture instead, wow. of, can, instead of canceling people you know saying you counsel them or you provide get um, some, type of help. some help that they need exactly provide some kind of help or support that they need to get past that situation you know what i mean because I, I think the, the reason why i don't i've never really been big on the canceling the, um you know saying culture is because number one we've talked about this before where I don't necessarily need to jump on board with the canceling culture, especially if it's the canceling of our people. Right. I don't have to like or agree with something that you do, but I also don't have to be a part of tearing you down for doing so. Right. Right. Now, I do believe in accountability, which we always talk about, but that's different than canceling somebody. Right. That's completely different. But I was just thinking on like, what's your thoughts on uh, the counseling culture, like creating a counseling culture of, trying to, you know what I'm saying, hold people accountable at the same time if they need some assistance with something. Right. Being able to provide that support, whether it be just just verbally. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily you got to go do something for that person if you're not in, in a position to do so, but just not jumping on board with every time somebody do something wrong with, no, nah, they got to go type deal. Right. No, man, you're 100% <laughs> right, man, because with the with the counseling, the, the, root, the root cause or the root, uh, need for counseling is to get to the source of something or the reason why it's happening. That Even relationship counseling, you know, right. we act like we mad at each other for certain things, but that's not the root cause. That's not the underlying issue. So I think a lot of times before we go out, and you know, sometimes people just dummies, man. Sometimes they deserve it and sometimes they deserve the backlash. But a lot of times, there's real serious reasons why these folks are out here doing this stuff that may be considered as ignorant or stupid or improper or whatever the case may be it'd be real underlying reasons why they're doing it and we don't know what those reasons are so before you quick to counsel cancel somebody and try to hurt them financially and try to hurt them uh, publicly and, and scrutinize and sometimes you know along with that counseling sometimes we just need to look a little bit deeper and figure out why as opposed to just oh you big dummy why you do that you stupid woo woo instead of really trying to find out the source man and and, and i think that's a big part of counseling that, that all of us need, you know, and sometimes like uh, 
you know, even when you don't know the whole story, you know, like even small things around your household, you know, if, right. one, kid, if, if, if one kid mess up the house and everybody in the house knows that one kid, but everybody getting a whooping every day for it, we canceling all the kids because this one bad motherfucker, but we ain't do our research, you know. So right. that's what we do a lot of times. And like you said, man, at the end of the day, canceling motherfuckers, it really don't solve the problem. It really it don't. don't solve the problem anyway. And and what I the the one the major piece about it that I really don't like is is that that plays directly into the hands of our enemies and the people that hate us anyways. Right. Because then, then they use that same cancel culture to cancel us when we shouldn't be canceled. Right. And then they and then not only do they gain the support of other people that hate us, they gain the support of the people that's on on our side that's supposed to be on our side supposed to join to be on, them in yeah. that fight. That join them in on that fight without knowing that that's what they're doing though. You know what I'm saying? Because they just think they're just doing a regular, like, oh, no, I do this all the time type deal. And it's like, in this situation, you jumped in on they, on the thing that they started. Right. And now what you're doing is way more detrimental to your community. And guess what? You Again, know we always talked it. about how they use us against us. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and this got to be one of those situations that they use us against us to help us cancel some of our own when that don't necessarily need to be the case. Right. You know what I mean? So... That's what I was just thinking about when I when I saw it. I was like, man, we definitely gonna have to touch base on that because it just had me feeling some kind of way about it. Like, yeah, not every every situation ain't something to jump on board and say cancellation needs to happen right away. Sometimes we need to get more into figuring out what it is. And I know we play around a lot and we like to make jokes and laugh, but that that's definitely not related or correlated to canceling somebody. Right. We're just having a good time and talking shit because once on the net, that's free game, baby. But yeah, that's you know, the thing. You'll I get mean, that if there's some humor to it. And we find humor to it, but that's the beauty. That's the beauty of what we do, though, man. We can find humor in just about anything, but still know some seriousness to it, some uh, a certain level of gravity that we got to really dig, dig in. And then, you know, we gonna talk about it in depth. We will go from there. But shit, right. if something just funny and it, it, it just stand out. It's funny. You know, we jumping on that. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure, no doubt. And that's 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 always been how we rock, anyways. But. Uh, I kind of want to get into, you know, obviously it's kind of hard to even have any kind of conversation these days without bringing up politics, um, especially in what it does for what it ain't doing for our people right now. You know what I'm saying? I see the infrastructure is still the political agenda uh, for for America right now that they've been focusing on. But it, I just find it weird, man, that while we're struggling to figure out a plan how to treat all people like human beings, <laughs> we come up with an infrastructure deal. <laughs> Right. Like you know what, I love people, but let's worry about these streets and these bridges. Yeah, man, I gotta get these motherfucking roads, nigga. <laughs> gotta get these roads together out here. But, but what about nah? I said the streets. Don't nobody care about the cracks people putting in your heads. I want to worry about these cracks that's going into these bridges. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, bro. And that's it what it is. Crazy. That's really what it is. And it just goes to show you that sometimes in human life ain't valued, especially ours in, in certain aspects. You know, what I'm saying we and we struggle with this since the creation since America. And I ain't naive enough to believe that it's gotten better. I just believe they got better at doing doing it better in plain sight. And doing exactly what they're doing right now. Pushing it off to the side. On the real. Changing the narrative. Yeah. And, and using scare tactics to justify the horrible treatment of certain groups of people. Because you can get other people on your side to justify why you're treating somebody like that. All you got to do is make them seem less than human and other people are joining right in. They'll do right. it right in, and they've been doing that to us since we got here. So, uh, and then uh, then you go over and you look, you know, what I'm saying with our foreign relations, you see what's going over in Afghanistan right now. 
Right. Taliban and took control over, you know what I'm saying, the majority of Afghanistan right now. And they done popped right back up. They done popped right back up. Well, you're not going to defeat them. You're not going to defeat them. Thank not with that type of attitude they got. With, man, I looked at the map. The majority of that country is mountains. Yeah. The mountains they know about. <laughs> <laughs> How you going to fight somebody that's playing in the mountains, man, and you trying to use the roads that they that they barcade up? Right. We, we done dug these motherfucking caves. And, you know, it's caves in the mountains that go for miles and thousands and thousands of miles inside the mountains, man. That's how they was able to get away from so many things. Like back in, the, uh, like when they was looking for Osama bin Laden, man, the motherfucking caves, once you get up in there and you on their turf, nigga, I don't give a fuck what kind of armor you got on, what type of weapon you're using. The element of surprise is a motherfucker when you're on the ground. Absolutely. And you don't know where you at and you got to go into somewhere blinding. Good luck. And I was reading, I, um, I saw this video that I watched and this article that I read talking about um, how over since the beginning of the time, nobody's been able to take that area over. Right. At all. Right. Because of just, just the climate and the mountains and all of that stuff itself is just, and it's not. And then in order for you to get any kind of supplies or anything in there, you got to use the bordering countries. And the east bordering country is a main road into it. But if they get in the mountains and hide off, they can cut that, that, that road off or that, that street off. I mean, the roads, definitely by hiding the mountains and just attacking you from wherever they at, because they know you got to use that road. Right. Because <laughs> that's why your supplies coming in there. So it, it was just interesting to see that nobody's been able to take it over. But now, obviously, you know, the right wing is, they losing their mind right now, saying the reason why all of this happened is because of Biden and he pulled out at the wrong time and blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, I don't, what are you supposed to, we was there for a million years. <laughs> this right. is 20 plus years, man. Like, it, if you ain't won a war in 20 years, you should have been gone. Yeah, get your ass up. Get your ass <laughs> it, it, it ain't going to cut it. And this, it leads me to my question of talking about our foreign relations, which have been obviously on the decrease for I don't know how long, since we can count probably. But what, what are you doing? Well, foreign relations, like what? It, it used to be a time to where I believed or it, it just appeared to be that we were a lot stronger than we were. And we had a lot bigger status in, in across the, the world than we do have now. So, and I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same as it used to be. And, you know, it, it's, but we still got that responsibility in most people's eyes to to butt in in these kind of situations. So, but so it, we, was talking, we were talking about this very question the other day after the game, after the practice game was out. You know, and the other news came on after the sports news, and they were talking about this situation. And, you know, some of the guys, you know, one of the dudes that was there was uh, ex military. Well, he actually still military. He's just not, uh, he's not out right now, you know, he's right. not on duty. But, uh, but uh, he was talking about how, like, in the grand scheme of things, if we really got to see what was going on over there, man, Americans would be like, bro, leave the motherfuckers alone. We over there getting blew up, getting fucked up fighting the war that we don't even know what they fighting about. They've been fighting for thousands of years, (laughs) you know, but we got our troops over there, you know, at risk and that sort of thing. But like you say, you know, a large population of America still feel like we got a certain responsibility as a superpower to go over there and help. But the thing that he was saying, and I I thought about this in the past, the thing that he was saying was before we was just going over there playing bully ball. We would go over there a short time, blow everybody the fuck up. Wasn't no cameras, wasn't no motherfucking uh, videos talking about what we did. And if a motherfucker did talk about it, that was treason, and he'll get fucked up too. So before, we just go over there and blow motherfuckers up and come back home. 
But now, because there's so much coverage and so much politically correctness, we got to be careful. We got to leave troops over there, like you said, for two decades and try to keep the peace. When before, if it wasn't no keeping no peace, bro, if it was babies and kids that was out there getting fucked up, well, y'all want to fight? Well, let's, we going to fight and we going to fuck the situation up and there ain't going to be no fighting. And they did it several times. They did it in Hiroshima. They did it in motherfucking um, Chernobyl. They did it. They did it several times. It's, it's documented in history. So don't don't act like we can't do it. You know what I mean? But it's just now you would look like a villain if you did this shit. <laughs> but the, the weird thing that always confused me about going overseas and dealing with foreign issues, we got all of these issues that we facing within America At the that crib. ain't, At that the ain't taken care of. That's like you instead of taking care of your kids, you outside taking care of everybody else's kids and not taking care of your own kids. And your kids are not fucked up. Would you, would you be, you know what I'm saying, labeled as a hero because you're taking care of other kids? Probably. But would you be looked at at the same? Would you be looked at with that same hero eye if they knew you was out there taking care of other people's kids but your kids was bogus? Right. Right. They, and they, probably, they wouldn't look at you the same. That's the problem the world got with America. Absolutely. And, and and so when they start making that argument, hey, wait a minute, what you doing over here messing with us? Don't y'all got something going on over there? Right. Y'all worried about how people getting treated over here. How about y'all figure out how to treat people in America? Because <laughs> yeah. y'all still failing at that too. Like, and that's almost like that's almost another slap in the face. How you gonna come over here and tell us how to treat people and you over there <laughs> while now still treating people the same way you've been treating people? We just seen y'all whole country protesting because y'all done killed the motherfucker in broad daylight on camera and y'all over here telling us what to do? No, y'all need to y'all get y'all ass over. That's like getting a motherfucking, that's like getting marriage counsel from a motherfucking, uh, a thought. Don't like, want no marriage counsel from no thought, nigga. Nigga, I don't, I don't need it. So I was just, uh, just looking at that and it, them, them Afghans, obviously when the plane was taking off, yeah. they they was literally, I'm thinking they about to try to attack the plane, right? Yeah. Like, no, nah, y'all ain't leaving. Fan, they was literally trying to hold on to every part of the plane they can hold on to to go with. Man. So Man. when it took off, it was actually still Afghans on the pl- on the plane holding on. Yeah. And they was falling out the sky. <laughs> from far, from far. I said, you know how you know how desperate you gotta be like, nah man, forget it. I'm going with y'all. Now you I don't care if I don't got no seat. It ain't a handle. It ain't a handle. You holding on to pure aircraft material. This, this is designed to be slippery and aerodynamic so it can glide through the air. You holding on to that? That's your last hope is to try to hold on to that? No. You must nah, really you, be trying to get the fuck up out of there. On the real, they was all on the, the like the wheels and the, all of that. They was holding on to anything they could hold on to. Then all of a sudden, when buddy, when they started to ascend, you started seeing bodies drop out the air. I was like... <laughs> I was like, damn, they was really for real trying to get up out of there, man. But it's crazy. But now the Taliban took over that. Like, I don't know. How you fight somebody that's, like you said, that typically the consequence that we get most people is death. Yeah. They like, okay. Okay, well, kill me then. <laughs> and? I'm going to die for my country. I'm going to die for my country. On, on the real. And they're willing to do for it. And they're willing to kill themselves to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> now, most Americans ain't willing to do that. No, no matter how what you stand on, you ain't go. You, I ain't never seen an American suicide bomber before. No, you you willing to understand that there's consequences and repercussions for you being in there, and you know it's something that could possibly happen. Right. But you ain't going over there on no soul. Like, nah, this is a suicide mission. We ain't coming home. I ain't coming home. Like, 
like nah, ain't nobody signing up for that, bro. But no. it's just crazy to think about what our what our role has always been in foreign relations and how we can't get our own things together and our own crisis together in our own communities and our own nation. Right. But we out there trying to tell everybody else what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. Right. And it's like, man, it's crazy, man. It's 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 blowing up right now. And obviously, you know, all of this COVID talk again. Look like we headed towards another shutdown, if that, or it just it's constantly like situations and, and, and conversations coming up that's just gonna split the nation, right? Democrat, yeah. Republican, uh, vaccinated, unvaccinated, mask, no mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Work from home, don't work from home. <laughs> it's constantly ways that we're figuring out that these conversations keep coming up that is causing a, a split no matter what, because yeah. you're on one side or the other. Right. And you're going to have to have that conversation at some point because now kids are getting ready to go back to school. And now they talking about the right wing, the far, far right wing. And in most of the, the red states, they talking about taking funding away from education, like from schools that are that got mask mandates. Yeah. Like, so oh, if okay. you're making a wear a mask, they're not trying to fund you. But... I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's are, just crazy, bro. It's these are the same individuals that are losing their mind when somebody said defund the police because you can't defund the police, but you can defund our kids. Right. Because of your agenda. That now see that's where I be that's why I'd be like this none of this shit never makes sense at some points when you start really breaking it down. You'll go out there and say we shouldn't defund the police, which is definitely not defunding the police. It's reallocating funds to certain areas so police don't have to be the first line of defense for right. mental health and other things that they having to deal with, which should be a positive for them. Yeah, like, should be happening. So y'all gonna send somebody else to go deal with that? Bet. <laughs> if somebody was telling me they finna go send somebody else to do that part of the job that I don't want to do anyway, man, yeah. I ain't complaining. I'm getting behind that. <laughs> not just that you don't want to do, you may you may not be equipped to do it. Like, is it no. a psychological part of the police academy where they teach you how to deal with motherfucking, uh, you know, people with mental health issues without shooting them? It's, and more than likely, it ain't. If it is, they not utilizing <laughs> those skills. And they don't got to use it because they can just say they're scared. If, if Just imagine if any part of your job, you can just detach from all that you know and all that you was trained to do because you said you were scared. Yeah. There ain't no other job like that in the world. You know, no, no. Like, if a hey, pilot, why'd you bail out on the plane? Why'd you bail out? Because I, I was scared. I was scared. I hit the eject button. I was out of there. <laughs> like it, it's just not man so that that's just nutty to me man that we do things like that and we, where we we're willing to back certain things up and get behind certain things but then when it comes to our kids or our any any vulnerable population that we have we don't got that same energy ever so, so, so this is the problem this is the problem i got with the current situation with the mask and all that kind of stuff right this, this is the current problem i have but, <laughs> and, and i really feel like you know, some of the folks that was pushing the vaccine and stuff like that in the in the in the in the early times, they all they also apology. Because if we all would have been lining up and going to get the vaccine on day one, and we all just went up in there, fucking come on, man. We so tired of being in the house, we so tired of COVID. Come on, we got one shot to beat this thing. It's a shot. We got one shot to beat it. It's the shot. That's what everybody was saying. Now if we all would have got it. We all would have been looking dumb as fuck right now when motherfuckers that got the vaccine and dying from the Delta variant and getting this and having that and getting sick again, and you got the motherfucking vaccine. Now, I ain't saying, aha, I told you so. All I'm saying is that y'all got to stop trying to press these motherfucking points and these issues that y'all not 100% sure about. Don't come up to me with no 67 chance of uh, success. 
And there is no guarantee that you are going to be as sick as everybody else that gets that are that are passing away or that they'll have to go get them in the hospital because then that's another thing that they don't tell you right, right. this is another one of those things where they start mucking up the numbers yeah and they, and they skip those scare tactic of look at those individuals that's in the hospital and look at the numbers yeah but not all of those people are dying and not all of those people are hooked up to ventilators they just in there with symptoms right right and they don't tell you that part because everybody in there ain't in on the ventilator and everybody ain't dying no and there ain't enough ventilators so, to even do that shit so and that ain't even, that's not the case but in order to make people believe that, you got to put that scare tactic out there to scare people into getting that vaccination. So you got to make it appear to be that that's what it is, because at all costs, like you said, we they was going to try everything they can to try to make sure everybody get vaccinated. Coercion, scare tactics, uh, you know bribery. bribery, like all of that. We we know all of that was coming. Then then we were saying if they if none of that works, there right now you can't tell me they're trying to figure out a way to mandate it. In general, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's coming, and we talked they about this from the beginning, right now, boy. <clears throat> and it was it was from the beginning. I, I wouldn't be surprised that it before winter time come that it's a new variant out. You know what I'm saying? Called the Trumpitis, and then you, you get that, <laughs> you get hey, that, you turn, <laughs> you get that. Mean, you, <laughs> it, it, it can be a couple different variants because what happens is with a virus like the coronavirus, so that's that style of influenza. It adapts to the uh, DNA, and then it just changes. Like, oh, you gonna kill me with that shit? No, I'm gonna do this little bit over here to survive. We gonna form a new, <laughs> a new version of it, nigga. And, that ain't, and that's what the variant is. It is, it, but the thing is, we all different people. So it depends. Like that variant, that Delta variant, came from a certain group of people that had a certain type of lifestyle, a certain type of food choices, and a certain type of air quality. And that, so it's going to be another variant no matter where you go because it's different food <laughs> styles, different air quality, different uh, vaccinations that's required, all type of shit. So, I mean, don't think this Delta variant shit is the last one. I mean, it, 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 not, I was the nigga would try to convince me now that it's the last one. <laughs> like, we was just playing. No, like, nah, it it's, it's too much. And we keep saying, like, it's constant misinformation or yeah, oh, man, it's just too much, man. It's it's a lot of information out there, and at this point, you have to be a, like leave it up to yourself to decipher what you think is what you know is true and what you think is true and what you perceive yeah. is true. Because at this point, like who who the hell do you believe? You can't trust nobody. You got that. You got some doctors saying that it's it, you'll be fine if you get the vaccination. You got other ones saying like you just yeah, decrease your chances. It ain't no guarantee. Right. <laughs> you you better make sure you still social distance and put the mask on. And, all and that. I think that's really, that's really what we starting to see, man. Like, if you just a dirty motherfucker, you gonna get it anyway. If you just out here unkempt, uncleanly, and just doing what you gonna get, you you got a higher chance to get it. I ain't saying you gonna get it, but you got a higher chance to get it. So whether you vaccinated or not, you can't just go get the vaccine and then just start wiping your ass with your hand and touching shit and all that kind of stuff. You can't do that no way. Right. So I I don't know, man. Uh, I think we headed for a rough winter. It's already, I don't know if that, and that's another thing. It makes you start thinking about, are they inflating the numbers? Right. To try to force people, encourage people to get the vaccination. They're saying that the numbers are increasing. And, I, and, feel and like, this, I, I feel like they are. 
And and you know what the crazy thing is? So ever since Corona came around, you notice there is no reports of any other illnesses. Yeah, ain't nobody never had the flu since that. <laughs> you can't <laughs> have a cold. Flu numbers. I want to see the flu numbers for twenty twenty one. You can't. It, it's probably zero. <laughs> ain't nobody had the flu since COVID came. Huh? Hey, hey, pneumonia over with. Pneumonia don't exist no more now with COVID. Oh, you got a cough? Oh no, that ain't no, that ain't no common cold. That's that's oh, correct. No, you don't need no robotussin. You need this vaccine, boy. <laughs> robotussin sales is down hundred <laughs> percent. Ain't nobody buying no cough syrup no more. <laughs> they probably mad as hell. Like, man, y'all messing up the business. I, look, they probably like, yeah, we want everybody to hurry up and get vaccinated so y'all can get a regular cold again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, heavy. Let's get back to this motherfucking uh, Tylenol cold and flu shit we were selling y'all for twenty dollars for ten capsules. Like, they giving away this motherfucking vaccine for free. I ain't getting no cut of that. They y'all fucking me up. No, so they they actually for real trying to put shit on the books in the red states to defund some of the schools and take money away from the schools the the federal funding away from the school but they also want to give parents that want to take their kids out of public school and put them in private school vouchers and scholarships wow wow how long was the voucher for though all the high school you know how to come up a kid over there for one year and but they said, long, now you owe them niggas nine thousand dollars for a semester. They said we ain't had no money left. I thought mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't got no money. And what they vouching? What they vouching if we ain't had no funding? And these the people that believe that the government should be involved in those kind of decision making skills, like decision making. But guess what? Wow, they the first one in line. That's what I'm saying. Like you, it just contradicts it all over the place, man. And, it, and like I said, it's on both sides. It's on both parties. They both do it. Right. Like it's just certain certain individuals, man, that they just so blatant with it that it's nasty, man. Like you you gonna say you don't want government involved, but then you're gonna say you're gonna take federal funding away from kids because you mad at the decision that adults are making. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is, because you mad. I don't like that. The, the the adults are making decisions that I don't like. So guess what? I'm willing to mess with your kids because of it. Man. And I want I want the kids to be pulled out of public schools. And fuck the and fuck the education. <laughs> By the way, fuck the education. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, we're gonna take money away from your school. So good luck. <laughs> Which they've been doing anyways for us. <laughs> Y'all I was about to say it's only it's only starting to be a big issue because they talking about taking uh you know taking funding from some schools that were traditionally well taken care of and well funded. Now it's mm-hmm. like oh whoa shit hold on yeah. you know it wouldn't have been no issue because you know uh, we had that issue when. Chicago closed all of their schools down. Yeah, it wasn't no national uproar about that. Yeah, and they they closed a, they closed a ton of schools down, and and it was like it made the news for a little bit, but you know they got they got skimped over because you know Chicago and there's black kids and kids right. of color they don't care. They, yeah. they, they talked about it for maybe about a week, and that was because certain black news entities was trying to bring it up and try to keep it going, but man, it didn't last more than a week. Mm-mm. It was off. It was off before we knew it. So and it's crazy, bro. It's crazy when you think about it, because the same thing happened in Gary, Indiana, and I'm close to the situation, obviously, because my cousin is one of the. He actually a dumb mayor of the city, but um, he was at that time he was just one of the officials dealing highly uh, closely with education, and he said that it costs it costs roughly two hundred eighty four thousand dollars a year for a Gary, Indiana public school to run. Two hundred eighty four thousand. That means if it's ten teachers in there, them motherfuckers is only getting paid. That that what no that that don't include the teacher salary. He salary. He was talking about just like the actual facilities themselves, like the yeah. house 
That's right. what I hate you about. So literally, a rich motherfucker could just go down there and just open up a school. Because that's what LeBron was doing. That's what he did in Cleveland. He got LeBron James Promise Schools. He literally opened up his own school system. And I don't know if it's good or bad. According to the, the statistics, the curriculum good, and they got a good graduation rate from eighth grade and all that kind of stuff because it only goes up to eighth grade. But he was the, Jerome was telling me that motherfuckers come out there with a half a million dollars and open up two fucking schools if they wanted to. And that's why them choice schools was popping up because all you needed was a couple people with some money, a couple people with a curriculum, and now you got a quote-unquote choice school instead of a public school. So it's just crazy to see that they can literally just take the money away and nobody had nothing to say about it. And, and that's crazy. And that, again, something that we can correlate to back when we first got here. <laughs> yeah. And that why we still fighting or why we still talking and, and complaining and coming up with reasons why we should continue this fight is because of shit like that. <laughs> that right. we can literally point to and say, where is that correlated from? Yeah. Y'all been doing that and y'all still doing it now. It just looked different. Yeah, y'all, y'all getting better at it. Y'all just got better. Y'all just got better at doing it because back then y'all just sucked at it and y'all were just like blatant, like I don't care about y'all. So you yeah, still don't about care about separate, it. Separate, separate but equal, and we could clearly see the shit wasn't equal. Now they're yeah. like, okay, let's just close the whole school since we can't fix the equality. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna close it. <laughs> yeah, because it ain't gonna be equal. So let's just shut the motherfucker down. Fuck. It, it's crazy, man. So like you know now you, it's it, we we obviously even got to that point to where. There is no such thing as truth, science, or facts. It's all who get to it first and who got the biggest biggest following to believe that information first. And who got the who got the <laughs> best media outlets and the best media sources to get it out to the people quick enough. That's what it really be boiling. Pretty down much. To. And it has nothing to do with facts or none of that. And that's scary to me because now you can convince a, a large group of people to go down a certain path without no proof. You don't even need proof that what you're telling them is the truth. They just gonna follow you. Yeah, if you get it in the right form and the right format and the right piece of uh, informational talent is, is putting it out there, it, it don't even matter what it is. Motherfucker, right now, if we really wanted to convince motherfuckers that the world was flat again, man, let CNN and a couple right wing motherfuckers with some money and the and the and the folks in the media get a hold of that. Man, I'd be like, man, you niggas just gonna walk off the edge of the earth. <laughs> Keep walking, then you gonna fall right off the edge. You go fall right off. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't wanted to stay on that for too long, man. But definitely something we need to talk about because um, it's definitely affecting our people and our community. So I definitely just wanted to touch on it for a minute. But I kind of want to get get into sports, man. Check out football, man. I'm excited. The football season back in. Let's can't go. Wait for the, can't wait for the real season to start. You know what I'm saying? Right. So before these injuries start piling up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know the rookies and, and the players fighting for their positions, they benefit from the preseason, but we all know who the biggest winner of the, uh, the preseason is. That's the NFL and the owners. Yeah. <laughs> That's why every year they're trying to extend it. Man, I'm telling you, man, I was at a preseason <clears throat> Packer game. The parking, it wasn't nowhere to park. I mean, it was just as if it was a regular season game, and that's where the NFL really missed the fans last year with the preseason games and the games that don't mean nothing and the, and the folks that have come out and just really just be out there to enjoy the the, the, the the arenas and the parks and the fields and stuff like that. Because, you know, for the most part, most of these teams, they got season tickets. Everybody got season tickets. But during right. preseason, you got these motherfuckers that this they only game they going to go to. So they finna buy eight, eight, eight dollar beers. They finna <laughs> buy three things of $13 popcorn. And you, the regular season, people don't be doing that shit. 
they go to too many games to be bad, you know. So this is where they really get their rocks off. And, and I saw it this weekend at the game. It was a, it was just a real good atmosphere. And I don't know if it was just because they missed the whole year, but motherfuckers were back with a vengeance. A super uber. <laughs> they was just uber uber excited to be at the game. This time, I know motherfuckers love the Packers, but damn. Yeah, and you know that was coming, man, because people didn't get to really get into it like they wanted to last year. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be the, hopefully it's going to be something similar to that when the, when the actual season starts. But like you said, with all of this COVID shit arising, man, I don't know how they're going to try to pull that off during the regular season. Well, I think they're doing – they're kind of heading off on, on the pass, too, by making these teams get vaccinated and stuff like that, which I'm not a fan of. But if y'all – if they think they're going to be able to have a season – they got to have something like that in the back of it. It got to be something in people's minds. Like, whether motherfuckers vaccinated or not, they better lie about it and say they got vaccinated or, or get some fake paperwork or something because it's just a peace of mind that people really need to be able to be like, all right, that's good, that's good. Okay, we good, everybody vaccinated. Even if motherfuckers are still getting COVID with the vaccination, I think it's just the word saying it, saying that everybody vaccinated, saying that the league is 97% vaccinated. Just give motherfuckers a peace of mind that we're going to have a season this year. And I hope so, man, because I've been looking forward to the football season. And if they don't, if it don't happen, or if it get canceled or cut short because of COVID, it's gonna be rough out here, <laughs> man. Because man, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I consider myself a sports fan. I'm not one particular. I mean, I got my favorite teams, but I just like the sports to actually exist and the sports to actually do some stuff like like that shit in the bubble last year, like. Ain't nothing we're going to be able to do to make is just say that the Lakers won their first championship in the bubble, but it's just as equal as everybody else. I, I ain't saying it. I'm not going to say that shit. I love LeBron. I love AD and all the motherfuckers, but at the end of the day, they ain't do it outside the bubble, so I don't want to hear shit about it. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. For all you fans out there that get too geeked over preseason, please believe just because your team won their preseason game, that don't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Please, for real. Please stop. Because the, the uh, Bears fans is out here. They acting like Justin Fields is the next uh, <laughs> RGB or something. What's his name? RG3? Yeah, I, I saw it. I, was, I did his thing, but I'm like, calm down. It's the preseason, man. He playing against motherfuckers that may not make the team, y'all. <laughs> One thousand. He playing against the third, fourth string. The main, no first strings. Right. You know but, what I'm saying? But what's your man? Fields, though. He did look good, man. Yeah, there's a bunch of rookies out there that look that look fairly decent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Our Trey Lance look halfway all right. And, no, he and, looks and, good. What they say, uh uh first eighty yard pass from yeah. 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 And so I mean he looked decent, but like I said, I don't put no stock into it until I start seeing you playing against, you know what I'm saying, a, a top notch defense and I can see you know how to read the defense and, and do that kind of all the little the little tangible things that you need to be doing as a quarterback. And he he a rookie, so he's gonna make his mistakes, but I want to see some development. You know what I mean? That's what it's yeah. about for me. I want to see him develop. But the thing, better. the thing with me is though, I don't know what y'all front office over there thinking. But if he show any more, if he do any more of what he did in this game and the next game, I don't give a fuck what uh, Garoppolo say or how he feel or whatever. I'm I start that boy. Hey, at this point, to be honest <laughs> with you, at, at this point, if we we want all in to go get this kid. Yeah. And if Garoppolo gonna give us the same that he gave us, mm-hmm. which is throwing like and he looked horrible in the he, just... he was thrown <laughs> he was thrown behind people, over people, under people. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> is he aiming at their feet? 
you look bad. Like if you if you gonna do you did everything except for hit somebody in the numbers in the hand. Like so <laughs> I mean if, if that's gonna be the deal, because right now you don't build a team like that and build that defense the way that we did, right? And build the rest of the offense the way that we did just to not have a quarterback to fail. Right, right. That's right. asinine to me. And I know and I I I believe there's some smart minds within the organization, but to be honest with you, this move that they made with Garoppolo, I did not understand. <laughs> I did not get and I did not get them going to draft. I thought there was opportunity to go get other people. Obviously, those deals didn't work out. But I guess we got to do what we got to do. But it, it'll just be we can't afford to, you know, because you know how it is in the NFL. You ain't guaranteed the next year. And if no, you got a lot of people right now, because, you know, every year is another year that somebody's getting closer to being a free agent or you losing somebody. <laughs> all I know, <laughs> keep, all I key know is, that, is that they said last night, they said during the game, that y'all O-line is healthy for the first time in two or three years. So whoever they got back there, I don't want to hear no excuses because when y'all offensive line went down, that's when motherfucking quarterbacks started dropping like flies. But they say for the first time in three years, y'all actually got a, a complete O-line. And the last time y'all did, y'all went to the fucking Super Bowl with uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm assuming that you know what I'm saying. That we should, we was uh, two years ago. We was all right when when we went to the Super Bowl with with KC because our our running game was top notch in the NFL. You couldn't yeah, stop that. Yeah, yeah, 1, yeah. So we was, was, was doing we was doing shit time. like uh, going forward on third down with uh, needing 15 yards. And didn't get no fuck. And didn't get no fuck. Y'all you know was doing that in the Super Bowl. You know how cold your line gotta be for you to be like, oh, let's start in 15. Oh, we're gonna run it. Yeah, Not to yeah. run it just to get a yard to punt. Like, no, no, we can get we this. We're keeping it on the ground. We're going to open up some holes down here. <laughs> we can here. get this. For real, we can get this. So, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a good season. I think a lot of teams rebuild their teams, their squads this year. A lot of high expectations for a lot of teams that was kind of close last year. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm geeked to see what it, what the season going to hold. And hopefully everybody can stay healthy and they figure out a way to make the games pop and, and stay stay within the season and not have to stop for COVID or whatever else, you know, precautions right. like that. But. Hey, if y'all listening to the podcast right now, I'm looking for a replacement team for this year and this year only. The coach is not going to be the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to spend all my time rooting for these motherfuckers this year. <laughs> so if y'all got some suggestions or some people I should take a look at, definitely uh, add it in the comments. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but I also want to the NBA Summer League is, is in full swing right now. So uh, I want to give a shout out to um, Jalen Johnson. A rookie from Atlanta Hawks. He's the son of Tracy and Rod Johnson. You remember Rod Johnson from? Yeah, I remember Rod Johnson. Playing with you know Q and all those guys and uh, Gus Macker here in Eau Claire. So he balling out, double I represented. So I just want to give a shout out to him, wow. and his family, the Johnson family. So a big shout out to him doing his thing in Atlanta right now. That's what's up, man. And a lot of them young guys look good, <laughs> man. And, and it always be like that, you know. It always be like that in the summer league. Like even with Melo, uh, Lamelo last year was balling out in the summer league. It, it really transitioned into the to the league for him. It really did. And for some folks, it do. A lot of guys, it don't. You know, a lot of guys be balling out in the summer league, then the real shit happened, then they kind of disappear off into the sunset. But right yeah. now, a lot of them young guys look good, man. Even the uh, the, the long-lost ball brother was out yeah. there doing a little something the other day. So Absolutely. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is that typically – um, we're starting to see those individuals that can ball on a, on that level, they typically still got it in some shape, form, or fashion. They yeah. got it. Yeah, They got it. It ain't it ain't easy. Like, some of them don't transfer. They don't translate to the next level, but you're starting to see more and more talent coming over and being able to get in right away 
yeah, and make an impact immediately. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's starting to be more of those individuals because before it'd be kind of like you might get a few that you'd be like, yeah, those two going to be, they going to ball up. But now you're starting to see the class starting to be more, especially with the options that they got right now. Yeah. Try to avoid going to college and, and having different options and playing against other professionals and, and overseas and those, those kind of things. So I think that's going to benefit the game in that way and have people ready to play as soon as they come in. Hey, so uh, the question just came through uh, asking us how we feel about people saying that the Europe is caught up with the USA as far as basketball, like how motherfuckers like Luca and all them guys come up. Well, he didn't. He said Luca or Zingas. <clears throat> oh, poor Zingas. Well, anyway, he said Luca <laughs> Porzingis, and uh, I don't know who this other guy. Oh, he played for Pacers, Sabonis. He said, okay. like, with, with people like them showing out, like, do we feel like the, the gap is being closed, basically? We had talked about this, and I, I made that comment before. Like you said, the USA won the gold, but I do think the gap is closing somewhat. Um just because due to the fact that you think about this, most of those guys over there, because they don't they don't go to college like that over there. So they just going straight professional and playing with grown men right away. Yeah. And that's just like anybody that we go. Like when we were shorty, like the real cold people, only the cold people got an opportunity to play with the adults. The grown people, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? If you weren't good enough, you weren't playing with the adults. So the fact that they got that and basketball is starting to become a sport that's, you know what I'm saying, all over. And people have access to it now more often and early, just like we did. Because before, most of these other countries didn't have access to basketball like that early. And it wasn't like popular as it was now. So I think that's that's one of those things that's creating, a, I think, a, the closing of the gap now. I, I mean, we have to see. Like, if you can translate your game from overseas and come over here and do what somebody like Luca doing or those, some of those special players doing, man, you would have to, you would have to question it and say, is it <laughs> because if not then why is he so because he coded in the majority of the players that's in the nba right now <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing i don't understand like so so I, I i i personally feel like the gap is being closed man and one of the reasons why i say that is because traditionally in america in the u.s our high flyers and our guys that have really been balling out have been individuals that's super athletic like jordan and them kind of guys Luca ain't that athletic. He just know how to play ball. He used his little flat foot and his little speed and his little juke moves and his craftiness to get him so cold. And we ain't prepared for that. So I think that's what is allowing the gap to close, that these guys know they're not going to dunk on a 12-foot rim. So they have to do things that's more crafty, and their basketball IQ have to be higher, and they have to be smoother with the ball. And I think that's what's really generating a, a new look of what can be good in the NBA because when James Harden became when he won the MVP one year, he's not super athletic, he's not super tall, he barely be in shape sometimes. But he showed <laughs> us that you don't have to be LeBron or Jordan or 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 Greek freak to be an all-star player in this league. And when the Europeans saw that and they believed in that, they showing us now too, man, because I mean, don't get me wrong, Luca can dunk, but he's six seven, six eight. He should be able to dunk. I ain't never seen him do nothing like super athletic or nothing like that, but he be walking away with 40 a night. He be having 30 and 40 a night. <laughs> so and I use him specifically because he don't look like he can hoop. If I saw the nigga at the Y, I'd be like, man, I ain't picking him. <laughs> <laughs> if he tall and he he like left after I pick everybody else, then I pick him up. Right. But yeah, you know, but 
I don't know. I just, I don't know. That was a good question. I just wanted to bring that up. But I know you have some more topics you want to bust on, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then I, I saw that um, for the first press conference since the withdrawal from the French Open, Naomi Osaki uh, left an uh, interview in tears because one of the, the um, reporters aggressed her, man. I heard about that. I didn't actually see the actual uh, footage. I, I, well, I, I didn't hear about it. I read about it. But, but you knew it was coming. Man, these motherfuckers do not know how to take no for an answer, bro. No, they don't. And, and <laughs> obviously, at this point, the reporters can get aggressive. And if you ain't got nobody in there telling them, no, no, uh-uh, yeah, none up. of that, or get yeah. out of here, or you got to leave, right? they uh, they going to say what they say. They're going to question how the way they question. So my thing is, you know, we got her back 1,000%. But at the end of the day, she's going to start realizing that they're they going to come for her. They're they going to play hardball with her, man, and that's unfair, oh, yeah. man, because we don't got, like you said, we got to start protecting our own, but we're not doing it. We think just because she's a millionaire and just because she the face of certain type of uh, advertisements and things like that, that she don't need no protection. We still got to protect our our superstars, man. Yeah, and, and you know, she's got to understand that her skin alone is enough for forever, forever hate. Yeah. Now you, you adding in that you got some power and some money and you telling them no? Yeah, you saying you're going to do what you want to do because you put yourself in a position to be able to say it? You the, you the public enemy number one. 1,000%. And you, and, you, and you know it's coming. So my thing is, is whoever's in her corner or on her team is to start prepping her to understand that there's certain questions shouldn't get answered. You don't have to answer certain questions or you do like, you know what I'm saying, uh, Beast Mode used to do. Yep. And answer with something super ridiculous to the point to where they don't want to ask you no question no more. I was there. I answered the questions. You not getting no answers because you was a little jerk ball the last time I saw you. You get right. nothing. I'll answer these individuals' questions, but you get nothing. You get nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and just start picking out the individuals they want to answer the questions to. Because as long as you're there and you answering questions, I don't think they can find you. Nope. So nope. I mean, so definitely shout out to her. I hope she's all right, and I hope her team come up with a way that they can resolve that and come up with. Um, a way to where she won't be getting fined or constantly dealing, dealing with those situations because I would hate to have to see her continuously go through that because they're going to do it. They come yeah, and, and the thing with me is, you know, at what point does it start affecting your game? We know you're gifted. We know you're a young, talented lady. But if you decide, you know, to stay away from the game and do this and that because, of, you know, your social influence and things like that, when do it start affecting your game? So when you do get back in there, now you suck because you ain't played in eight. Open, you know, in eight uh, grand slams or, or, or open events. Yeah, so I, I hope they come up with some kind of solution for it because you know, hopefully she'll have some people traveling with her, and, and, and you know, they can check those individuals that's out there just, just obviously targeting her at this point because <laughs> now they're mad at her for for what she did and how she stood up for herself. So right, and that's exactly what's going to continue to happen until, like you said, until they get something in place, or you would think the, the the PGA. Or not the PGA, the uh the tennis association. You would think they'll step up and be like, "Man, leave this girl alone." No, because they got a vested interest too. And as long as they got a vested interest, you know that individual shit don't play well for them, especially if it's somebody of color. Right. <laughs> they don't care about your individual interest. <laughs> they gonna look at you like it's a privilege for you to even be playing with, around with us and be playing with us. Right. Which right. is trash, but. That's the way they look at it, man. And we gotta figure out ways to defeat that. And come up with our own, our own little situations, man. Oh, no doubt, man. I feel you, man. But it's just, you know, you know, it's tough. It's tough to watch as an outsider. 
to see that type of behavior be accepted because it wouldn't be accepted in certain instances by other folks. So yeah. that's the only thing I don't like about it. But I ain't, you know, I ain't gonna harp on that too long, man. That's just my take on it. But damn, yeah, it's bad. Like uh, also some that uh, around the nation, mad people is getting hit up with those uh, fake uh, vaccine cards <laughs> all around. What? What happened? <laughs> they got uh, these fake vaccination cards that they season now. <laughs> that they're taking all over the place because people are coming up with these fake vaccination cards. <laughs> wow. You know it's coming. I saw I saw them on they on they on wish. <laughs> I saw them on wish, but I thought that was a joke because I saw somebody that posted it. <laughs> wow. You know if you can get it on wish, you can get it from somewhere else. That's crazy. Wish wish has no chill though, bro. They got no chill. None. Absolutely. Bro, none. They got they got they got bitches. They got fine ass uh, sex dolls on Wish, boy. <laughs> hey, fam, Wish so bogus though because they sell bogus products and people still be ordering from Wish. <laughs> For real, bro. Like you know what you gonna get, my nigga. You know you not gonna get the picture. Hey, you see, <laughs> hey, you see the memes? A dude ordered like a a suit and he said what it looked like on Wish and what it looked like when he got. <laughs> Fan ordered an extra over beefy uh prison outfit. <laughs> but the one that dude had on was like a slim fitted silky looking one. <laughs> but the one he had was baggy and dull. <laughs> it was no, no shine to that motherfucker at all. <laughs> okay, your ass an over beefy prison outfit. <laughs> that collar big as hell, your chest wide open, like damn, bro, they play. <laughs> you better like go you rub your body, nigga. You better get your 38 bucks back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, nigga. But y'all be on there ordering shit off Wish, man. If the price ain't too good to be true, it is. God, yeah, trust me, it is. Don't be acting surprised. Trust me, you always, for the most part, I, it's been very seldom that I've ordered something online and I ain't get what I paid for. And thinking I'm about to take a shortcut. No, you got what right. you paid for. Yeah, no, I'm going to pay my little extra. If I got to pay $10, 20 extra, I'm going to do that. You know, but... It, 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 shit, like you said it always been like that. You give the fuck you pay for y'all. Y'all know that. And shopping online has become a lot bigger than what it was back in the days. Cause you think about it, we never shopped online. No, nah, not unless we wanted some motherfucking taboo shit we weren't supposed to have. <laughs> exactly. But we didn't really shop online. Everything was like, well, I'm going to the store to get mine. Even though it's convenient back then, it just wasn't as a popular choice. Man, I want to see my shit in person. <laughs> You say you get that shit, like, man, they got me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, you know, now it ain't like that because you can look at the reviews and shit like that and, and you can see a motherfucker that done bought it already and all that. But they ain't have all that back then, so I wasn't trusting it. Like, you right. want me, wait a minute, you wait, wait, wait. You want me to give you my money two weeks before I get what I'm supposed to get and hope <laughs> that it look good when I get there? You know what I'm saying? That sounds crazy. Hey, dude, when you think about it, like, so you want me to pay and then you want me to wait for the product. And then it might not even be what I want. And then now you're going to have restrictions on how I can return it. Right. Now I can't get it back to your ass after you just sent me this bullshit. I think that's why online shopping is so popular now. Because with places like Amazon, you only got to wait a day, two, three days. Amazon Prime, I'm getting my shit tomorrow most of the time. So, I mean, I get that. But it's just like, before, why would we trust you? If you, if you told me the business model of online shopping in 2010, I would have been like, man, fuck you. <laughs> hey, I need you to go to this place called eBay. Some people are in America, some people ain't. <laughs> I want you to pay for your product right now, and you might get it. 
<laughs> if you do get it, it might not be what you think it's gonna be. Now, is you ready? You in? Where's your credit card number at? Man, get your ass out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If you would, like you said, if you would have talked about that about ten years ago, motherfuckers like, nah, I'm good. I remember what? motherfuckers used to have certain credit cards just for shopping online because that's how fucked up it was back then. <laughs> I ain't gonna put my real credit card on that nigga. I no, nigga, go to Walmart and get one on a prepaid joint. Burnouts, nigga. <laughs> like, nope, now you ain't gonna get my real number, Thomas. On you got a reoccurring payment on here. No, I don't. <laughs> I ain't earned that. No, no but uh, the last thing I kind of want to get into was uh, talking about, you know, school about to get ready to start up for the youths. Yeah, uh, young people they about to return to school, and I know typically that used to be celebrated when we were little, but now these kids ain't trying to go back to school. <laughs> Man, I know it's a, it's a break for the parents because you know the parents are like good, you ain't gonna be in the house all day, you gonna be at school. Woo! It's a this a relief that all the parents happy right now. I don't know not one parent that ain't happy right now, right? Except, except for the ones that's super panicky about what's gonna happen with this COVID stuff. But outside of that, man. They they want their kids to go back immediately, and even the ones that's worried about COVID, they're like, "No, nah, you gonna wear a mask or something? But you yeah, getting up out of here? You gonna get it first before I hold you back? I'm gonna let you. Go. I ain't gonna hold you back for what's destined. You start talking about destiny and shit. If you get it, then that was your destiny, goddamn. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Hey, but you ain't lying though, bro. I remember, um, you know, when my kids used to go back. Buying school clothes was like a big hassle for me, like because it was four of them at the time, and I only got two going back to school. But you know, it's like I'm like shit. I don't give a fuck. Whatever y'all need, here, take this look at that money and go get y'all some school clothes, and so I'll go back in there. But 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 dad, no, I said go. <laughs> Before I used to be like, damn, why the shoes so much now? Shit, I don't even give a fuck how much they cost. What you say, two seventy? Come on, let's get these so you can walk walk to school in these motherfuckers. <laughs> they gotta be real comfortable for you. You gonna need them because I want you to be real comfortable while you walking. <laughs> I want you to be comfortable in the school. I want you to look because what I wanted to kind of touch on was like um, your ritual on that first day of school, like preparing for that first day of school. Man, bro, I remember, man. Like, I don't want to talk about my early days, like when I was in third grade. We was broke. I couldn't get no haircut, none of that shit. <laughs> but, 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 like mine, my, my freshman year, eighth grade, actually, eighth grade, freshman, sophomore. All them years, man, I definitely had a ritual. And and the cool thing was it started with the haircut. So you got to get your haircut, man. But you can't get a haircut too early because you don't right. want your shit to start growing back. So you got to get the haircut. The barbershop finna be packed. So it was a little thing that we used to do. Like me and my guys would go up there. And we knew we was all going to be waiting. So we was, we was waiting together. And we had talk shit about everybody in the barbershop the whole time. Even if the nigga got a fresh cut and he was cute with the motherfucker, we was like, man, that motherfucker looked like uh. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my guy used to always be like, man, you look like a motherfucker, uh. And he would always just use animals. Like, <laughs> would never use, like nothing. he'd be like, man, you look like a motherfucking marsupial mixed with a chipmunk, nigga. I, I'm like, what is that? What is a marsupial? <laughs> But that was part of it. Then the same crew, the same guys, we'd go to the mall. And it was crazy because, like, the ones the ones that didn't have, like, summer jobs and stuff like that and couldn't blow their bag on clothes, they wouldn't come with us. They'd be like, oh, my mama said we were, ooh. And I get it because we was going to be talking big shit. If you was right. trying to get some regular shit, if we was trying to get yours, and you was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save mine. I'm going to get some Reebok soldiers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Reebok soldiers, nigga. Mm-mm. But no, man, it was it was it was a it was a whole thing that me and my guys and 
you know, we was joking about this uh, at the uh, at the high school reunion recently. But uh, yeah, man, it was just cool to have those rituals. And then you know, you laid your clothes out, and you know, you tried to go to bed early so you can get hurry up and get up. But other than that, man, did you catch the bus? Did you catch the bus all your uh, for your high school years? Yeah, all the way up until like people started getting whips like that. Yeah, man. But, like, all the way through middle school, all the way up. I think it was until like freshman, sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You had to be fly right on the bus stop that morning. Fuck school. You had to oh, be yeah. fly on the bus stop. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. You had to go ahead, get to that bus stop early. Must can't wait to get out to the bus stop. That was that was one day, right? School year that won nobody late. I bet you. I bet you. If we, I bet you, we look back at the attendance on the first day of school from the time <laughs> that we was in kindergarten to high school, and we damn near probably could have got an award for perfect attendance. hundred percent policy, nigga. Yeah, like everybody there, like everybody great. trying to show off that outfit that first day. Like you what know, what I'm like my what mom was used to cook it. Like oh man, what did it lead up to? Like what was like, the lead up? Like a haircut. You definitely got to get a haircut on the Sunday before. Yeah, uh, or the day before school, you gotta That's make sure you schedule it. Try to make sure you get it lined up nice and perfect, like you know what I'm saying, before school starts. So the day before school, typically, and you gotta call early because you know everybody be tripping about trying to get a cut on the on the day before, so everybody <laughs> packed. So you gotta do that. You gotta get your hair cut. You gotta make sure you got. For me, I always have to have like a, a outfit plus my backup outfit. Man, what's the case. backup outfit, nigga? Backup outfit was just like, all right, just in case I change my mind. I like this now. But you know how sometimes you like, dang, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm. My man said he had a, a choice A and choice B for the first day of school. I'm telling you, because you, you already know we ain't have to. We weren't going to have. Now, you already know how this worked. For that first two days of school, you was going to be After that. You start seeing everybody fall off. Yeah, you get, I saw you. I saw you with that on this summer, nigga. That the only the only people that got it like that is the ones that really had it, like that one that one struggling. So, you know, you got a few outfits, but I put the one out. You know what I'm saying? And then be like, damn, that's I got one that's, you know, what I'm saying the way it ain't laid out like the other one. But you know what I'm saying? You got to lay the, <laughs> the clothes out, and the shoes out. You got to keep and you got to lay it out earlier in the day so you can keep walking past the room so you can look at it and remind yourself. Remind <laughs> like, <laughs> so you got to double check with it but is that the one though is that it <laughs> just walk past and then you know my mom's cook us whatever like favorite meal we want the night before school and you try to hurry up and get to bed early so you can muzz up super early <laughs> no alarm clock just up damn <laughs> <laughs> and then you remember this on on the way down to the uh, to the bus stop you know you, your certain friends will stop at the house pick you up whatever they come on, they're like, oh, look at he think he a roni. Think he a roni. <laughs> like, fam, think he fine as hell. Niggas walk down the street shit. with that look on their face, like, yeah, y'all see me. <laughs> man, hey, and, and on that day, you see the most stiffest legs and feet all year. Nigga, you can't bend your toes in your shoes on the first day, maybe the third mm-hmm. or second day. You stiff legs, stiff toe, having ass boy. Everybody was pigeon toe. <laughs> Everybody was slew footed, trying to walk right. and waiting not to bend their shit. Folks walk around like, yeah, stiff as hell. The kids still, some of the kids still doing when they get a pair of Force One. So when I see it, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to chill up? 
Yeah, I remember those days. You better start getting you some shoes that that don't matter if they crease in the front because they they, <laughs> they they set up like that. But no, man, for sure that was the good old days, man. I I'll never forget those first days of school, man. That was so important for us to get the haircut, and that's always important in our community is getting that haircut, man, and also making sure you got something fly for the first day of school. Although you know it wasn't gonna last long, everybody was everybody was looking forward to that first day of school. With hey, that on first that outfit. day, on that day, everybody was. <laughs> And queen on that day, man. So you know, and that's it, like you said, in certain in our communities, in certain communities, <laughs> nation, man. That one day was a special day because at least, at least, you know, motherfuckers put on. It was like that and Christmas. You know, that and yep. Christmas was our two days that we uh, actually be able to say we got it. You know, so I mean, shout out to all my first day of schoolers out there, man. Shout out to all my freshmen going into high school because you know, up until then, you know, it really don't matter as much, man. But I want y'all to know and understand. You know, it's it's bigger than it's bigger than the look, man. I want y'all to enjoy that 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 first day, but it's bigger than the look, man. Have that motivation and have some stability in your mind about what you're gonna get accomplished in these four years that you got ahead of you, man. So shout out to the freshmen out there. Absolutely, I don't think the kids really care about that first day of school like we did. They don't put it. Oh, in no, they don't. Them motherfuckers be wearing basketball shorts and shit. <laughs> they don't care nothing about none of that. So I mean. So hopefully we would think that that would translate into maybe y'all just mean more about business. No, I don't. <laughs> but hopefully See, one day it can Up here in Wisconsin, up here in certain parts of Wisconsin, it don't matter as much. But I feel like in some places, I be seeing these motherfucking mamas posting their kids talking about my kids going back. I'm like, is this nigga going to the club? Is he, is he, just, is he just out the concert? What the fuck this nigga feels like this for? Yeah, that's, that's coming. But you know right now, all the parents right now. But see, this is the thing. They, those are parents that's basically forcing that onto their kids because that's our generation. Yeah, you're of, right. Of what first school used to be like for us. So now they just happen to have an opportunity and a platform to post it. Right. And put it out there on what their kids dressed in because, you know, they get that nostalgic feeling of what we used to be like when I was the first day of school, right? Right, like, right. So they get to relive that somewhat, but... You know what I'm saying? Because you know our moms used to want to take pictures and stuff like that, but most of the time we have access to cameras and all of that other crazy shit. So yeah, if they did have a picture, that motherfucker got through on a little photo album. So motherfucker, well, for mm, real, <laughs> everybody didn't get to see it like that. So that was crazy though, man. Definitely, uh, that was a nostalgic moment for us, and can't get those days back, man. But we can definitely reminisce and think about those good old times of where we were really living a way that you know that we enjoyed certain things, man, and, and took took value in certain things. So. No, definitely not to talk about that, but definitely, man, it was a good show today, man. Hey, real quick, real quick, one question. <laughs> well, I mean, what it okay. was one uh, comment from a viewer. <laughs> I think he was on here. I know that was somebody else. No, man. Uh, so this is his name was My Hero, and My Hero Academia is an anime TV show. But anyway, uh, he said he listened to the battle. He he took your advice. He said he ain't heard no battle, something not even close to nothing like what them two guys did as far as uh, Royster 59 and Lu uh, Lupe Fiasco. He said the last time he heard two guys go head to head like that was back when Nas and Jay-Z was openly saying that they was beefing with each other. Because he was like, even with Drake and Pusha T, they never really came out and said, I'm directly beefing with you for this particular reason. Right. You know? But he was like, the silence of the Lambda, he was like, it was just so irrefutable that the guy won, that he felt bad for Lupe, but he said Lupe did his thing too. But it, I don't know. I felt like Royster 59, he 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 ate dude up. He ate dude up and then he proceeded to rap about how he ate dude up. 
that's why I thought it was so dope with that with that particular song. And, and I also want to add on that you're actually incorrect because Meek Mill and Drake had a few similar to this back in like 2017, 2018, and they openly said we going at each other's head, and they made some songs. Meek didn't really do a good job of it, but they were supposed to be beefing. Right. And I, I, I believe right now that, like I said, I I think that Royston 5'9 definitely outramped him, but Lupe was obviously more angry. <laughs> he was more angry. I, I would have been mad too if I heard that song made about me. He was more. He was definitely more angry and came at his Schmidt in a different kind of way, so I mean, if you're talking about energy-wise, Lupe won that battle because he, he brought that energy to it and, and made it, like, very very similar to what people know of what beefs can be like today. He right. made it that. But if you're just talking about strictly bars, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's why I feel like, to me, I feel like Royce the Friday, he threw the first punch, and he had a better <laughs> showing kind of just because – it was just too many lines. It was just too many references to everything. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, Lou Baby Asco, he did his thing, though. He did it. He did it in a way that it, he had a chance to think about how he was going to react to it. Right. That's why I think he did a, a really good job, too. But Razor 59, he said some shit about um, Lupe in the in the verse, but it was just a dope ass verse. Like some of the stuff. Like his vocabulary is just dumb, bro. Like yeah. it's just crazy, man. I, I don't know. Shout out to both y'all guys, man. It's just good to hear, hear hip hop, you know, thrive. And I hope y'all keep it on wax, keep it in the music, man. And other than that, man, uh, that was a good, good question, uh, my hero, my hero. Absolutely. Man. Thanks for responding to that, but for sure, that was definitely a good battle. And I, hopefully, they 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 come out with something. But I don't think Roy's gonna respond no more, though. <laughs> nah. Like, nah, it's done. You done. <laughs> It's yeah. over with when you start talking about all that other stuff. So I don't think Royce want to uh, dibble back into that part of his life. He's moved on from that aspect of it, I believe. So, right. Hopefully that's that that stays what it is. But like I said, man, definitely a good show. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. Anything else left for the people, man? No, man. You did an excellent job bringing this topic to the table, man. Send us off, boss. Absolutely, I know what it is. We like to say it. We appreciate everybody listening for the wrong and the right reason. Go to sleep because we about to. <laughs> if you stand up, then you need to go night night. <laughs> but you already know what it is. It's your boy Provot, the EC affiliate to my far, far, far right. It's my man Showtime. And then you know what it is, man. Here, seeing, feel the movement. Bless up. Peace.